What's going on, all my podcasters? This is episode four for tonight, which is an, almost a record. I think I made four before, but it's Tuesday, August 3rd at 2.50 in the morning, 2.50 a.m. For all you people out there in the Philippines and Germany and any other country uh, that's listening in right now, whether you're on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, whether you're on a web browser somewhere, see Jizzle and the fucking Whistle. Here to bring you episode four for tonight. Ooh. I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it. We're going to get talking a little bit about politics and everything and hmm. really kind of amped up off of this beer and this weed and shit so talk a little bit about independence and uh, what it's like to be an American because like I said there's other countries listening in I've got other viewers I didn't know that I had an audience from other countries, but there's even some people in America that don't know how certain laws and shit, you know, should be. They just believe whatever the fuck they want to believe, and, uh, so anywho, let's get down to business, see Jizzle and the fucking Wizzle. I need to smoke a little bit first. <laughs> let's just let's just do that first. Yeah. Anyways. America is the land of the free, home of the brave. America's not supposed to be uh, land of the homeless and land of the thieves, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a whole bunch of looting going on right now. A whole bunch of people stealing shit. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but we need to fucking catch those people. And we need to hold them accountable because everybody else is going to continue to keep looting and stealing shit from businesses. Maybe they need to have uh, armed security guards outside of these major businesses. Or maybe the police department needs to uh, start assigning a riot task force to major metropolitan areas like New York, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, for people that try and loot. They need to have a riot task force. And these people that are in these riot task forces need to be the best of the best. We need soldiers 
fighting these front lines, in my opinion. We need people that aren't scared of putting down some blunt force if they have to. Not necessarily cops, but people that stand for something. Call them sentinels or call them uh, soldiers or guards, whatever you want to call them. I feel like we need to have a certain uh, shape of what America is supposed to be. The, the minute you start getting out of shape is the minute when everything falls apart. And that's even whenever you're working out, you know. The minute you let everything fall to shit is the minute when everything just fucks up. So, um, you know, America cannot continue to go on this path that it's been going down. You've literally got people discriminating against people of their skin color and shit, but, uh, You've got people also discriminating against people because they don't have a vaccine. Or you got people discriminating, uh, discriminating against people that don't wear a mask. That's their fucking right. It's their fucking right whether they want to get the vaccine. It's their fucking right whether they want to get the mask. If you've already got the vaccine... What the fuck do you care? You're already protected. So, you know, again, it's a big gray line when you want to argue about whether someone should get the vaccine or not. Me, I'm not getting it because it's not FDA approved. It's not considered safe yet. It's got many side effects that have been coming out lately. And just because maybe you got the vaccine and you didn't have a side effect to it doesn't mean that somebody else won't. So, uh, I'm not willing to take the risk of having a side effect maybe later down the road and doing DNA damage and a whole bunch of shit just to maybe not have, you know, people that still have the vaccine are getting fucking covid They're not immune to it. It's not, you know, the vaccine isn't meant for that. The vaccine does not give you immunity for all four strains. What the vaccine does is it gives you, it it boosts your immune system to where it fights off the virus a lot more efficient. And it prevents you from getting a lot more deadlier symptoms than what you normally would. But it all has to do with working with your immune system. It doesn't give you immunity to it. 
but once you already contract it and then you fight it off, then yes, you are immune to that strain. So, in the same effect. Um, but people that got the original strain, like the alpha variant, uh, the beta variant, hasn't gotten the Delta variant yet you might get the Delta variant and it's not really uh, it's nothing you don't you don't feel any symptoms because you've already had the Alpha you've already had the Beta it's kinda like a booster shot you know you go and get that and yeah, if you do get it symptoms are kinda blah but you're not gonna fucking have adverse reactions, you know. There's a whole lot of inf misinformation and information going around that's nobody knows what to think. But I do know what I know, and I know what I hear, and I know what's true, and I know what's a bunch of bullshit, and what's not. And, uh, I know from basic common knowledge that in order to truly become immune to system, you have to introduce it into your uh, into your body, into your immune system. So, and there's some people that say, "Oh, after 21 days or whatever, you can get you can get it again." That's a bunch of bullshit prove it, you know, I mean, prove it, there's never been any statistics, so prove it, because once your body already recognizes that, and it's already been in there, and it's already fought it off, whenever it comes back around, your body's gonna recognize it again, and say, hey, there's that one bitch that I fucking beat up on the corner last week, let's jump her, you know, and your body is just gonna fucking attack it. You know, so I don't, I don't believe that. Once you build up an immunity, you're immune. And, um, I truly, strongly believe in that, you know. Your body is a machine that's meant to adapt. It's got certain cells in it that's learned it, it's learned to adapt over uh, millennia and century and and so on and so forth. But um, even with diseases and shit, when you become immune to it, your body just it codes it, it fucking recognizes it, it stores it in a little data bank, and whenever you come back around, yeah. So I don't believe all this hoopla that's going around about how, oh, if you catch it, but you catch this variant, then, you know. There has been no statistics released from anywhere. There's been no studies done 
about these vaccines that have been released to the public. It hasn't been FDA cleared. It's been emergency mandated. It hasn't been FDA cleared though. Isn't that weird that the Food and Drug Administration, which is a federal agency, which is owned by the government, is ran by the government, and they still don't say it's a FDA-approved drug and it's safe to take. Don't you think that's fucking... Don't you think that's crazy for you to be shooting that up into your body when they haven't had any studies done on it? You know, and you got all these people, again, they say, oh, I took it, and look how I turned out. Okay, that's fine for you to say, but what about all those other people that took it and had adverse reactions? You know, the chances out there are higher than actually probably getting COVID. The chances of you having a severe reaction to these vaccines are probably higher than actually getting COVID. Seriously. It, it doesn't take a fucking rocket degree to figure it out. So now that the government has been shooting up, oh, half to three quarters of the population with this certain vaccine that isn't working now, you got all these super spreaders like before. But the super spreaders aren't the people that aren't vaccinated. It's the people that are vaccinated. They're going out in public and they're going to public events. and People like me, I haven't had my vaccine. I sit at home in an apartment. You know, I don't go out to fucking public events and shit and all that. Not yet. I let all the stupid idiots go out and do that, because that's how you weed out all the population right there. They all get the Delta variant, they all die off, you know. Me, I'm immune, but I don't know how immune I am to this Delta variant. They say the Delta variant is as contagious as the chicken pox. That's pretty fucking... That's pretty damn contagious. Like... So... No matter if you got a mask on or not, it's like... Three or four times stronger than the last... Virus outbreak. And it's gonna mutate again and be eight times stronger and ten times stronger. And if we don't pick up the pace and figure out a way to kill this off one and done from the root, then we're going to be fucked. Like, we can't continue to keep doing this. We need to figure out what is the lifeblood that makes this virus live. What makes it live, you know, because if we can cut that off, 
then we can kill it. You know, we need to start focusing more money on on that than focusing it on our military and shit. Like, we spend more money probably on picking up waste and shit across the country than we do spending on funding for the coronavirus. Like, and it's nothing new. Like, this isn't something that just fucking came out yesterday. Like, back in the 90s, they had the uh, SARS virus that came out. And they also had the MERS virus that came out. The Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Yeah, back in the 90s. And once everybody died off from it and it disappeared... Nobody worried about it anymore. They didn't put any more funding towards it or anything. And now, it's back with a fucking vengeance fucking 20, 30 years later. And look what it's doing. You know, I've, I've seen some fucking cases in India. <clears throat> oh my god fucking black fungus and shit that are eating away people's face eating away people's nose and eyes and shit it's fucking disgusting it's crazy just imagine just getting this black fungus disease oh my lord man that's got to be an ugly way to die. Having your face ate away by a fucking black fungus that they don't have a... They don't have a cure for it. They don't have a medicine for it. They just let it... They try and slow down its growth, but... It just eats away your face. And it... The, um... Rhino cerebral version... The rhinocerebral myomycosis is what they call it. Uh, it eats all the way up into your brain and shit. So, up through your nasal passage, into your brain tissue. It's a really ugly way to die. And, um... I don't know if you've ever watched any crazy videos like uh, how ants, you know, get fungus in their brains and they start thinking a certain way and it changes them and they start, the fungus takes over the body and it's really crazy. Fungus can do a lot of crazy shit. It can make you hallucinate, it can take over parasites, bodies, and a whole bunch of shit, like, it's crazy to think that one thing, like a fungus, can do that, but the possibilities living on this planet are fucking endless, if you think about it, it's just fucking crazy, if we can go to space, and we can have shit like that growing here on earth, who knows what the fuck is really out there? 
Probably got fungus growing on uh, the moon somewhere. It's a special uh, space fungus that when you eat it, you live forever. And that's the reason why Elon Musk's uh, rocket tickets are going to cost so much. <laughs> They're never going to make it to Mars. Elon Musk is never going to Mars. And let me tell you why. Because first of all, Elon Musk hasn't made a dependable rocket. And it's like a giant fucking water tower that's flying through the air. <laughs> and not only that, but once they get to the uh, radiation belt, the Van Dam radiation belt, I think it is, in between here and Mars. The astronauts' brains are going to be cooked by the time that they even get there. There's no protection from the radiation. Even if you use spacesuits and shit, there's going to be afterlife radiation in the hole. You know, uh, that's just the way it is when it comes to radiation. So, what they really need is a spacecraft that has a lead lining throughout the capsule. That has a space crew. It needs to be, it needs to have lead that's inside the walls that protects them from the radiation. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, lead is poisonous, and, you know, well, if anybody wants to ever make it to Mars through all that radiation, it's going to have to be coated with lead. Period. That's the only thing that's going to absorb all that radiation. And, uh, you know, nobody has to ever really touch it. Now, Maybe whenever it's re-entering the atmosphere, maybe you might have some lead particles that come up through the uh, capsule itself. But I do believe that we need to have all the astronauts on a closed oxygen system anyways. I think we need to have so much oxygen stored underneath the seats for the pilots to put on face mask and have sufficient oxygen 
at traveling at such high rates of speed and shit. There's no reason why the astronauts have to sit in a suit and not have sufficient oxygen. So, there's a whole bunch of things I can sit here and talk about that's wrong with society and wrong with people's opinions and the way that they think what should happen and what, you know, I can sit here for hours and hours. Mm. Seriously, so much shit wrong with America right now. I've been thinking about uh, looking for refuge in another country, possibly. I mean, when I say that, I mean... I really want to start sailing around the world. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to start sailing around the world. Uh, And I really want to get like a 30 foot boat at least. A sailboat. And uh, get the right anchors and the right rope and everything that I need, the GPS systems that I need, solar panels and shit, get an electric drive uh, propeller put on it, and I just want to travel the world for free, I don't, you know, want to use a diesel engine that uses a whole bunch of gas and uh, is loud as fuck. I mean, because those diesel engines are loud. They cause a lot of noise. And you get, you know, I don't know, 100 liters or so on a sailboat. And that'll last you for nothing. It It won't last you that long at all. So you have to use your sails. If you have a diesel engine. But if you have an electric. System where you have. uh, Solar panels. And you have batteries like. 20 fucking batteries. And. uh, You have that. Hooked up to. Two electric propellers, I mean, you can, you can use those until the batteries run out, and then you can use your sails, so, and then every four years or whatever, you replace them, so, I really thought about doing that sailing around the world so yeah I mean 
I feel like the coolest part about sailing around the world is it's kind of like van life. You don't really have to have a lot of anything and you can see a whole bunch of different shit. You can travel from port to port, country to country, and you can see a whole bunch of different beauty and shit that you would never see. The first trip that I want to take is down to Key West, Florida, and then over to the Bahamas, and uh, down south a little bit more and then back up to Key West. I want to make a big triangle. And then I want to dart over to somewhere over in Europe. But I haven't really made up my mind yet. And anyways, before you even start this kind of journey, this is something that's kind of been planted in my mind for a while. And the reason why is because not only can you see so much shit, but just being out there in the ocean, you know, is very relaxing. And uh, I'd really like to have a uh, deckhand. I'd really like to have a skipper. I'd like to have at least two people out there whenever I'm in the ocean. But, again, we'll have to deal with that when we come to it. <laughs> oh, there goes another 16 ounce can. <laughs> but, I'm really looking forward to maybe making some friends that want to go on this journey together eventually not really anytime soon you know like I said I got van life and shit to live so I gotta find a boat still and fix it up but I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that wants to uh, travel around the world and you know, running a sailboat isn't really all that hard. You can do it with two or three people. Easily. You can actually do it with two people, for sure. But... If you had three people, it would be really easy be able to have somebody to take a nap while the other two people ran the boat. But, uh, you know, I would always advise, uh, if you could, to have three people, uh, now you gotta keep in mind that you're only gonna be able to carry six months of food or so at a time and so many gallons of fresh water 
at a time as well. So then you're going to have to go to port somewhere and fill up. And hopefully you're close to somewhere along the United States because any of those other countries, you can't trust the drinking water, you know. I would probably be, uh, I'd probably be buying bottled water to drink <laughs> if I was in another country, but you gotta think about how you're gonna shower, what you're gonna cook with, you need to go to an actual grocery store to pick up, like, you know, Coligan water jugs. <laughs> Yeah. It would be such a crazy experience right now to be able to just load up the boat and take it to Italy or take it to Spain. I've always wanted to see Spain. Always. I mean, Spain is gorgeous. I just fucking park the boat there at one of the marinas and I'd go up in the mountainside and pay somebody $10 for to take me up through the fucking mountainside. I don't know how much $10 uh, converts to uh, Spanish uh, money, but I'm sure it's a pretty good amount. Ten bucks to me, it's worth it. Shit. Hmm. Let's look that up right now. Let's see. Because I'm really curious. Um. Let's see. So, Spain uses Euros. Yeah. Spain uses Euros. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So, let's say... Ten dollars to euros. It's a uh, eight point four two euros. So it seems like it's worth less euros. Let's see. 8 euros. Let's see. Hmm. It's really probably the same. It's really probably really similar. 
uh, even though 10 US dollars equals uh, like 8 something euros I do believe it's really similar uh, on price it's just they don't use the same inflation and shit like that but it's really close so I'm not going to sit here and try and decipher it but 10 US dollars equals 8 point whatever euros and it's really weird because Spain follows euros because they're in Europe but places like Mexico which was owned by the Spain by the Spanish is got pesos I mean really weird but whatever all the other countries like uh, you know uh, what's that one place French Guyana over in South America it's still owned by uh, the uh, French government so yeah it's it, it's still a thing I've always wanted to go there to just visit it during like Halloween time just to uh, kind of feel the atmosphere you know but the French guy you know over in uh, over in uh, South America it, like I said, it's owned by the French, and it's really eerie. It's really eerie just to even think about all the people that died there, you know. There was a lot of people that were starved to death there. They literally got locked up in a, uh, in a box, in a, in a, uh, a room that was like uh, I don't know like 200 foot long maybe at the most maybe like 100 foot long and it was like 30 40 foot apart at the most maybe even smaller it might have been like 15 foot apart who knows but they were all shackled to this bar in the middle they had handcuffs and they'd take them in this barn and they would shackle them up to these uh, to these metal poles in the middle and it was young men that might have got caught uh, stealing shit or whatever and then they were next to people that killed people. They were in prison with people that killed people and shit. You know, like hardcore murderers that didn't give a fuck. And you got these young kids in there. And so anyways, they were all next to each other. It was really hot. They called it sweat box. 
That's what they used to call it back in the day, the sweat box. And, um, so, not only did they have to sit in these hot conditions on certain months, they had to go out and work and shit, and, uh, they would get rations, they would get food and shit, but they would get like a cup of soup before they had to go out to go work in the field, they'd get like a cup of soup. They didn't get any water, they didn't get any food, they'd just get a cup of soup. That was it, you know what I mean? And they really suffered you know just look up just look up uh, French Guyana and I think Guyana is spelled G-U-A-I-N-A it's in South America uh, it's owned by the French government I think still to this day and I don't know how it looks today but I'm going to get on Google later and look and see I mean because it would just be so interesting to go to those places where these people were held held captive you know like they probably still are to this day I don't know like those kind of countries in South America, they don't fucking, they don't play around. There's no fun in games where it used to be a memorial, you know. <laughs> no memorials. No, they're still fucking putting people in prison, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Really crazy times in Bolivia. <laughs> I want to go to Peru I want to go to Central America and see Belize and Honduras uh, but I want to see it all by coastline I want to be able to take my boat in and uh, see it that way but I got to thinking about it and uh, I feel like I should always have a deckhand on board whenever I'm going about on shore because if somebody was ever steal the boat for example then we would be stranded in another country without any way to get back thousands of miles away so you know there's certain things to think about whenever you go to another country don't go there alone with a fucking yacht that you're just gonna park you know and then you come back and your fucking boat's gone and then you're stranded in another country with no way to get back with no money, you know, it's really, 
a fucked up thing that I didn't really even think about until tonight, but... Shit happens. And, uh... You better hope that if shit like that does happen, that you have enough money to at least get a plane ticket back home. I mean, you don't want to be stranded in another country with no money. So, it's good to have a little safety net. (laughs) Whether it's with money or making sure you got an extra deckhand. You know, some GPS on board. So, don't go into it thinking, oh, we're just gonna go sailing around the world and nothing's gonna fucking happen. Nobody's gonna try to steal our boat. Yeah, okay. There's plenty of thieves around the world, no matter where you go, it doesn't matter if you go to Somalia, or whether you go to, uh, you you go through, uh, the Turkish Strait, and you go to Turkey, or whatever the fuck, somebody's gonna see a nice little boat sitting there with nobody on it, and there's probably plenty of people that steal boats. So, I'm going to probably get on Google later and look that up, just to see. Maybe they got like a Chris Hansen or something that has a boat that sees if people will actually steal it. (laughs) That'd be a good one. That'd be a really good one. You just have a boat sitting there, and you got some guy sitting at a table, like a New Yorker, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, uh, nothing. And you're like, come over here, sit here at this table. (laughs) And then he sits down, and you're like, so, tell me what your, uh, Tell me what you're doing. Oh, uh, nothing. I came for a, uh, fishing job. Well, does this look like a fishing boat? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anywho. I'm uh I'm gonna continue to drink maybe a little bit more and uh smoke a little bit more. But it's getting to the forty seven minute mark on this podcast and uh I've already made four tonight. I think I'm on a new roll. That's quite a bit of content for a while. Uh My phone, I'm going to lose minutes for like a few days, 
around the 9th, I think. So from the 9th until the 12th, I'm not going to be able to do shit. So, just to let everybody know. Yeah. So, I'm just going to, oh look, there's another train. I don't know if you can hear it, hold on. Oh, there you go. There it goes. Loud ass fucking train at 3.40 in the morning. Yeah, it's 3.40 in the morning, USA time, Central, Mid-Eastern, or Midwestern, whatever the fuck. It's actually Central Standard Time, that's actually what it is, but... I said Central, Mid-Eastern, Mid-Western. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a little, I'm a little tipsy. I've been drinking a little while. I'm not drunk, but I'm a little tipsy. And, uh, I can still probably go to the gym right now and do some curls. I'm not gonna lie. Still got some energy left in me. Not completely drunk, but, you know, feeling pretty good. And these are those nights where uh, I stay up late, I have a lot of energy, because I uh, used to do a lot of overnights, and drink a lot of coffee on the overnights and shit, and I switched back to uh, sleeping in the mornings and being there in the evenings, and it hasn't really worked too well for me. I haven't really ever been able to switch back. I mean... So, I've been dealing with it, but when I worked overnights for three years, it really fucked my body up. It really made my circadian rhythm get thrown off, and I was uh, up at night and sleeping during the day like a fucking bat. (laughs) and uh, people come by with trash truck or the lawnmowers or and I was being kept up and I was really irritable and I never had a never had a life I had people like friends that would say hey let's go out for a drink well I can't because I gotta work the overnight five nights a week 
So I did that for a long fucking time. A long time. You know. I'm gonna sit here and do the math. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So we got thirty let's just say thirty five times fifty two times three. So I did five thousand four hundred and sixty hours in three years. So you divide that by seven hour shifts, that's uh, 780 straight days of standing at a counter. And that's at three years. Now, we'll do it at, uh, uh, let's see, we'll say 40 hours a week. Times 52 weeks times 8. I'm at 16,640 hours divided by 8 hour shifts. I've done 2,080. It's a, it's a it's a lot of fucking time sitting behind the counter. I'm not gonna sit here and break it down for you, but it is a lot of hours standing there, standing there at a counter, like just fucking standing there, like. Anywho, this recording is getting, uh, this podcast is getting to 55 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and end it and uh, smoke a little bit more, drink a little bit more, watch some cartoons, and make some bacon and eggs like I said I was going to do and uh, call it a night so 55 minutes in welcome uh, Germany welcome Philippines I welcome uh, Russian Mafia in Chicago That's listening in. See Jizzle and the Wizzle signing out. Till the next one. It was real. It was fun. But it wasn't real fun. Deuces.